Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the True Discipleship Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about the church. We're actually starting a three-episode series all about the church. What does the Bible say that it is? What does a healthy one look like? And more importantly, what should we do when we feel like we're in the middle of a church context that isn't healthy? We're going to talk about all of that and hopefully answer a bunch of your questions. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the True Discipleship Podcast. My name is Aaron. And I'm Morgan. We're here. We're here. We're back. We've uh, come back from a very long hiatus. (laughs) Uh, By this point, I'm assuming everybody can hear us. I hope so. Yeah. And maybe even some of you can see us. We're trying out something brand new here. Uh, don't think that we've been like gone just like twiddling our thumbs forever. We've actually been away thinking about this podcast and uh, thinking about, man, what's it going to be like when we come back and what we like to do when we come back. And one of those things has been video. And so we're going to try this out. It's not great. We think it's going to get better, uh, but you got to start somewhere. And so I'm really excited to, to see how that goes. Yeah, I knew we couldn't disappear for a year and not come back with a little bit more uh, pizzazz. And what have you been doing this whole time? I don't know, eating Doritos? Oh, it's we, actually probably pretty accurate. We were eating Doritos minutes before we started recording this episode. My microphone literally smells like Doritos, but anyway. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the podcast. If you are joining us for the very first time, welcome. Uh, if you are back because you've been waiting for us to put something out for a long time, uh, good news, good news, good news. I guess good news is that we're back, but also even more good news. Hopefully you find this as good news is things are going to look a little bit different than how we've done them before. I think before, uh, we were just trying to do too much. Oh, this is brand new information to me. Wait, what do you mean? What are you about to say? That we're doing shorter episodes. Oh, that's not new information to you. What did you think I was going to say? I thought it was just going to be like the next three were going to be short. Like, is this like a forever thing? Uh, We'll see if we can put out episodes this way (laughs) then yeah this will be the new method that works but uh basically what we're going to do is we are starting a three-part series today uh that is all about the church and the way we're going to release this is before so you know the first time we we did this we were releasing like hour-long episodes every two weeks uh what i actually think will work a little bit better is is what if instead we did uh basically three 20-minute episodes that you will get weekly uh with the plan of uh week four basically. So like the fourth week of October, uh, we would release all three in a packaged episode that'll be a little bit longer. Um, I also think that uh, whatever we end up publishing as far as video goes, like with YouTube or anything, is probably going to be a little bit longer as well because we're still trying to figure out editing and how all that (laughs) sort of stuff works. So uh, if you want bonus content, go and check out our YouTube channel. It'll be, uh, I guess, True Discipleship 2021. We haven't gotten that far. Or just True Discipleship Podcast. True Discipleship Podcast. Yeah. True Discipleship Podcast on YouTube. Um, And yeah, if you are currently listening to us, then you already know where to find the podcast. So we don't have to tell you anything about that. Um, But yeah, I think that's great. Do you want to hop into it? Sure. Let's just get... We're doing shorter episodes. We got to keep these things tight. You know what I mean? Yeah, we we have to like pack them. Pack them really tight. (laughs) (laughs) So... uh, We haven't even talked about what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, I, you did. I said it in the intro. And you're not oh. listening. You have headphones on <laughs> with my voice streamlined into your brain hole, and you, you're still not paying attention to me. That's so sad. Uh, but yeah, we're doing this three three part series um, on the church, and uh, 
this is something that I think we know we want to talk about for a really long time. Like, I don't even know if you can see it, but there's like a whiteboard behind me in our office with like all the, uh, spoiler alert, all the episodes that we've been, <laughs> this has been up, I don't even know if the expo marker will like erase I off the board at this point. I was literally going to say, if anybody knows how to get a dry erase marker off of a board that's been on there for over a year, uh, that's what we're going to need because that has been up there since we released episode 10. Yeah. So we realized we released episode 10 close to over a year ago and- I feel like the church as a whole has been through a lot. <laughs> yes. There's just been a lot of things going on um, in the church as a whole. And it's kind of, it's raised a lot of questions. It's created a lot of really good conversation. Um, and I think it's been pretty early on that this is uh, something that we wanted to talk about. Um, like full transparency mode. Like I remember when we originally wrote this down, we were in that season of like, uh, the news about like Ravi Zacharias had come out and the news about Carl Lentz had come out and like all of these like big name pastors were kind of having this like fall from grace sort of thing. And obviously uh, just because of the way that we operate as people is like we, yes, that was like an indictment on them, but also it seemed like a bigger indictment on the church as a whole. Um, and so, yeah, we just had a lot of really good conversation around that time. And I feel like it's something that we probably need to dive into a little bit more. Absolutely. I hope we remember everything we talked about over a year ago i don't i mean there's still <laughs> plenty to say because we have not we're not out of the clear yet right uh so why are we having this conversation um i think there's a couple of different reasons for me personally uh, anybody who knows kind of our life situation is i'm a, a, a student ministry pastor i work with middle school students um but one of the most common questions that i get especially uh comes from um high school seniors who are graduating and moving away for college and they always say man how do i find a good church whenever i get to wherever it is that i'm going and that's such a legitimate question because like if you're a student if you're in high school middle school like you haven't had to pick a church for yourself. I'm, well, majority of people haven't, right? At least kind of in our context. Uh, yeah. So many people have like been kind of grafted into their church because, oh, this is where mom and dad go. But they haven't had the decision of having to try to figure out for themselves, like, how do I find a church? Which is a skill. It feels weird to call it a skill, but it is. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a, there's a level of discernment that anybody who follows Jesus needs to have in that process. Um, and so we got to explore and unpack what all that kind of looks like. So I think from my perspective, like, yes, I, I volunteer within like student ministry and, um, am around students a lot. Um, I'm also around adults, probably just as much adults in the church. And, um, I think interactions with parents of students that we've led, um, women that I've just interacted with through different like ministry opportunities at our church. Um, I've had what I would consider a significant amount of conversations around church shopping. And I think, I mean, for me, like I didn't church shop. Like I grew up at the church that I went to. And then when I was in college, I was invited to our church for the first time and I never I never had to shop like it it just it stuck um so when people talk about church shopping um I'm just like man this is like it was a it, it was an unknown thing I didn't know church shopping was an option like I didn't know you could like go around and find like the perfect church um for yourself um and I think like there's also a layer of like hurt in me of like talking to somebody while they're in the process of church shopping and they walk into our church doors and they're like yeah I'm still in the process of church shopping mm. and I'm like 
this is the best place ever. Like, you're not going to find a better church than the one that you just walked into. Like, what do you mean you're church shopping? Um, So, yeah, all in all to say we're coming from two different perspectives of how do I find a good church? So I'm I'm curious, kind of in these conversations that you have with people, um, as someone who's not like super familiar with the idea of church shopping um, or church, I never knew if it was church shopping or church hopping. It's like PetSmart, Pet, PetSmart. You know what I mean? I never knew which yeah. one of the two it was. Um, but as someone is, is talking to people who are in the realm of like church shopping, um, what what is it that they're looking for that do you feel? What seems to be the vibe from people who are like, um, yeah, I just need something different. Like, what is the what are they looking for? I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've ever like asked question i sort of freeze when people bring it Mm. up and i I never really pry um i mean church hurt i'm sure like if you come from a place of having been hurt in this one area of the church you're probably looking to make sure the church is perfect in that area Mm. um already this conversation is probably already sparking a lot of things inside of people who you know around this topic or whatever because you know at some point a lot of people have had to make the decision of is this going to be the church that i go to and i know for me like growing up the question was was like do i even have to go to church if i have a relationship with jesus you know what i mean so uh, some of that's probably going to pop up in people's heads and I'm sure that's kind of leading them somewhere, but we are going to, you know, do what I think is probably best to do at, at, at all topics that we talk about here is we are first going to talk about, uh, what is it that the Bible says the church is supposed to be, um, look like, how's it supposed to operate all that stuff. So we'll, we'll get into that. I think um, just a good place for us to start in the Bible is uh, in Hebrews. I mean, this is so good. We put it on a sweatshirt for our students. <laughs> um, so Hebrews ten twenty four through 26, uh, it says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. No, that's good. I, I really like in here how it starts off. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another towards acts of love and good works. Like there is such an intentionality in this verse um, of like, I think sometimes we're just kind of like, oh, you know, when an opportunity comes up, do good, I'm going to do good. Or whenever there's an opportunity for me to serve somebody. No, like he's almost painting a picture here of saying like, hey, when you're at home by yourself, you should be thinking about your brothers and sisters at church in such a way of like, man, when I see them, this is how I'm going to encourage them. Um, and obviously like this is a time when they don't have technology and all this other stuff. But now like for me, I try to think like if somebody falls on my heart or falls on my mind uh, and I feel like God is telling me to encourage them in some way, like pull my phone out and do it right then, right there. Um, because if not, I am prone to forget. Right. But then that's where the second part comes from. He says, let us not neglect our meeting together. For him to say, let us not neglect this thing is like, it's so easy to just like go on the, on the back burner, right? Yeah. Like this is before 
football Sundays. They're Thursday nights, right? Like we go to church on Thursday nights and there's football that comes on on Thursday nights. And he's like, listen, I know you probably feel like you have better things to do, but he's like, don't neglect this part of your life as some people do. (laughs) Uh, But instead, like, man, encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. He like doubles down. He's like, Jesus is coming back and you know that. Like, why would you waste time doing anything else? Like, you need to be a part of this community where you see amazing things happen. And I think one of the other passages that gets brought up all the time, like this one's like pretty important or, you know, I, th- I think the reason why it gets brought up so much is because it really is like first mention of the church. Um, I would even argue that this verse is like uh, Hebrews, what is it? Hebrews uh, 10, like, I think they were doing this in Acts already. Uh, in Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 42, uh, you know, we, we read about all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So they were, uh, so I, I, I'm going to read this whole thing and then we'll, we'll kind of double down on it. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, uh, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. I think that's so interesting because he like... The, uh, Luke is the author of Acts, and he makes this distinction. He says all believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. So, like, these were two different things. Like, they were devoted and sold out to the teaching of the apostles, which is ultimately the teaching of Jesus. So they were already like, yeah, I'm going to do I'm gonna do all the stuff that Jesus commanded me to, but also we're going to have fellowship. And I feel like this is, like, directly talking to people who are like, oh, I yeah, I can. It's just me and God. I don't need to go to church. Uh, Yeah, when I hear that verse, I love that there are like faces that pop up in my mind of people that we go to church Mm. with that I like automatically think of that live this verse out so well. They're like everything that I have is from God Mm. and they share so well. Uh, Then I can think of people, not people in particular, but Mm -hmm. call them out like (laughs) some people, (laughs) like some people. (laughs) No, but I, I think it's like I. I can name probably on two hands the people, maybe one hand, uh, the people from our church that like pop into my, and granted, I don't know everyone that goes to our church, Mm -hmm. but like in the circle of people that we know within our church. um, Because we are at a large church. I think that's good for context, just the people know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mega church. Yeah. Uh, But from the circle that we've met, I can think of a few people who live this out really well of everything is from God and I'm going to share it. And that makes me hurt and sad that they're considered the minority mm. in our church yeah. like they're, they're the, above and beyond yeah they're the, they're the ones that may be a little too extreme they might need to calm down a little bit yeah. yeah but like they're the ones that are like living this out so well and i find myself challenged like us as a family like do we do we live this verse out do we offer like everything we have is from god and so let's let's give out what what we can. Like let's mm-hmm. help people where we can. Um, yeah, the Bible is full of verses that challenge us It'll every do day. It to you. <laughs> It'll do it to you. Hopefully, you know, kind of by the way that we've been talking about this, um, 
It's funny. I like when I read those passages, I always think about the church as the people. I'll be honest, that's not the way I always think about the church. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I always think about like do you want to go to church? Like it's a physical location. There's a building and address that you go to and um but obviously, you know, scripture is is totally different from that. It's just like no, these are just the it's a community of people who follow Jesus and this is what happens when they come together, right? That's what the church is. Um, so I think we need to, to, to remember and recognize the church, uh, it's the people. Mm-hmm. And the people, which are usually the parts that we don't like, <laughs> are necessary. You can have a church without a building. You yeah. can't have a church without the people. Yeah. So I think something that, like a line that gets blurred sometimes is that idea of, the church is the people. Um, I think sometimes we look at the church as the building and then the people who are on staff, the people who are paid to be there. Mm. Like that is the church. And me as a member, as someone who attends this church, I'm saying, well, the church should do this. They should host this event or um, they should partner with this um, ministry or they should partner with this What's that word where you raise money for good causes? Charity. Charity, yeah. (laughs) Um, They should do this or they should do that. And we forget that like we are a part of the church. Mm -hmm. And instead of like the church should do this, it should be we should do this. Yeah. Um, Or is it okay if I start this or lead this and invite other people into it? Absolutely. So I, and in in that, I, I wonder like, how much responsibility do we have in our own churches when we see unhealthiness in our church, do we have to point it out? Mm-hmm. And I would say the difference between a healthy church and an unhealthy church is if you go to someone who who is the church, not is the church, um, who is on staff, who is... Has a position of authority in, in that in that body context. Yes. Yeah. If you go to that person and you say, hey, I see this and it looks unhealthy and that is shut down, you are turned away you can't talk about that asked to leave never say this again i think that's a sign of an unhealthy church you should at least be able to come and voice your concerns and it be met in a respectful way of hey listen that's a great idea we are going to do that or if we're not going to do that here's why we're not going to do that and then like you're kind of walked through that process not just like oh no this is the way we've always done it and shut you down and, and all that other stuff um but i think that's huge uh, i think that the big the cure to I'm not happy at my church or church shopping slash church hopping is planting deep roots. It's understanding I'm not coming to this place for what they can do for me. I am here because first of all, these are, these are my people, right? Um, I don't mean to like shame anybody who this is the case for, but in all honest, like, I know this is a gray area, so I don't want to get super weird about it. But like your church should be where you live. Mm. I feel that's a fair thing, right? Um, because um, hopefully your church is doing outreach to your community. And hopefully your church is doing like partnering with your kids' schools. And, um, you know, if you have a neighbor in your neighborhood who needs help around the house or something like that, like, Hopefully you can call people from your church who live relatively close by that can come and do that, right? It's it's hard to be a community when you don't live in the same community. Can we just, yeah, yeah. just say that that's that. So um, 
So, yeah, so I think that's a big part of it. But I think that we have to be able to plant deep roots to say, hey, listen, this is like the church I attend. I'm going to serve this church and I'm going to actually bring things to that community and not just expect them to give to me all the time. I'm not just going to be a consumer. I'm actually going to be a, a contributor. Um, not to what First Baptist so ever is doing, but uh, I say that because it's generic enough. There's like 800 First Baptists. <laughs> um, but not because of like what this particular church is doing, but no, because of what the kingdom wants to do in my neighborhood. Like what God wants to do where I live. I want to partner with other people and I want to take over our town, man. I want us to do things that, that actually make a difference and that actually change the world of people around us. But as long as you go into each church saying, well, what do you guys have? What do you have? What do you have? And you do look at it with that checklist mentality. You're never going to find somewhere that you quote unquote fit. And maybe you will, but I would argue that that may not be a healthy church. <laughs> um, I understand like we all have seasons where we need to be fed, right? We all have those times where we are empty and we need to be poured into. Hmm. But even in that, like when people come around you and they, they, they encourage you, are they encouraging you to get back in the game? Or are they just saying, nope, we're just going to coddle you each week. And, you know, you can go to that same small group where you bring that same sin struggle up over and over and over again, but you never receive any sort of victory or live the abundant life at all. Like you're just going to kind of keep going through the motions. Or do we go to a place where somebody will, let's, let's look back at it, right? Hebrews chapter uh, 10, where people will motivate you towards acts of love and good works. Is that what we're inviting people into, what we're being invited into? Um, and then are we helping to make our churches become those sorts of environments? Uh, so as you were talking about um, First Baptist here and there and like living in that community, I couldn't help but think about like uh, the passage in Corinthians where it talks about like the church as the body and mm -hmm. how there are all these different body parts and they all work together. And it's almost like, there's multiple bodies going on. It's like all of our churches together working as like the body of Christ for the sake of the kingdom. So like first Baptist, the head and first mm -hmm. Baptist, the toe and first Baptist, the elbow. <laughs> That's how they should start differentiating themselves. <laughs> then I'd know which one was actually first. First Baptist of the elbow. Your first toe or second toe. <laughs> no, um, but I think about that and how like all of these churches, like if we could just, and take a step back could work together so well mm -hmm. as as a body um, but then on this like second level when you go into that church how that church is working like a body how there's a head and a neck and mm -hmm. an elbow and a toe um and just how well our bodies work I'm, i mean barring like any like illness or right. thing like that but like um you know how your neck so like is so good at supporting your head mm -hmm. or how like if you didn't have your big toe you couldn't balance so like i would probably go to the first baptist at the big toe because like that seems pretty important it's pretty important um don't get no love not not that we're playing favorites here but um yeah like just as you were talking about that like i um i never want like someone to downplay like the role that they're playing in their church yeah. or that their church is playing in the kingdom um, because they feel like the pinky toe or yep. they feel like a fingernail yeah. on a hand. Yep. Um, never downplay that part that you're playing within your church. Yeah. And I think don't neglect the part that your church plays in the larger church body, right? Like I think so many times we're like, oh, well we need to do 
this, like this, and this, like that church, and so-and-so church down the street is doing this really well. I, I was having a conversation with somebody not too long ago, and um, we're we're in, like, the, the triangle, the RDU, and so, like, obviously, like, one of the biggest churches out here is Elevation, and I was having a conversation with somebody, and they were like, oh, well, Elevation, they, they reach young adults so well. Like, how come our church isn't reaching young adults in the same way? And I was like, do we have to? <laughs> if there's a church right down the street that's reaching these people really well, like, do we have, right? And so um, I know, obviously, people are going to have their opinions about elevation and about every, any, I literally could have listed any church that I wanted to and somebody <laughs> would have something Baptist to say about it. First toe. Baptist of the Big Toe is doing this really well. I'd be like, oh, well, I heard First Baptist of the Big Toe don't clean their toenail. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I'm using it as an example, right? Think about this in the context of wherever it is that you're listening to this from. Like there may be churches like I grew up in New Orleans and there was a church there who was crushing college and young adult ministry. They were doing so well that other people couldn't start college and young adult ministries because this other church was doing okay. And there were so many churches that were getting butthurt about that and saying like, oh, man, if we could do what they were doing, it's like they're doing it. What would it look like if you could support that church? Yes. Like, hey, we have college and young adult students. Hey, let's send them over there. Yes. Like, let's let's take off the names of the big toe and the elbow and the neck and and just start working together. Like, how awesome could like a college and young adult ministry yes. look like if we like teamed up? But yeah, man, I think I think that's the type of partnership that needs to happen. That's what now we're we're getting back into scripture again. Uh, all believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own. Yeah. These are people now, right? We're not talking about possessions, but but in this scenario that I just shared, our church wasn't like, no, this family belongs to our church and we got to, you know, either pacify this desire that God's put in their heart or try to find some way to give them some whack version of what it is they're looking for. No, it's a, listen, you're a part of the church and the church is bigger than us. So take what you have and share what you have. Yeah, because at the end of the day, are you trying to further the name of your church, or are you, are you preaching? Are you trying to further the kingdom you of God? Preaching now, you done messed up and started preaching. We said this was <laughs> going to be twenty minutes. I'm sure we're over twenty <laughs> minutes already. And then you just go ahead and then open that can. It's sorry. No, that's good. <laughs> hey, listen, let's give the people what they paid for. Uh, nobody's paying for this. Um, but let's go into. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, but if you want, we no, can put a link hey, in the show notes. <laughs> listen, I'll give my Venmo freely. Check check out my Venmo in the in the show notes. Just kidding. That's probably not safe. So there's a chance that when we release episode four at the end of October, it's going to be like four hours long because we're just going to end up going long for all of these. But it's it was all good. that whole year of making 45 minute That's episodes. It, we can't shake it. We've been sitting on this one topic for a year and now we're finally talking. And this is why we need to release episodes more frequently. Okay. We're here. Sorry. I mean, we're... yeah, I don't know. I'm not getting angry at you. I'm mad at myself because I'm having so much fun and I wish we would have kept this going. But yeah. So now we get to the point, uh, this is what you were known for, the practical, practical application. Practical application. I feel like it should have its own little, like, do-do-do-do-do. Or I should, like, no, <laughs> sing song, practical application. Practical application. With Morgan. Nobody asked to hear us sing. 
no. Right now, somebody hasn't been paying attention the entire episode, and now they're like, what in the world? <laughs> Is this an ad? Is this an ad? <laughs> Practical application. Check out NordVPN or whatever. <laughs> We're not sponsored. Um, that is a very practical application to have on your computer. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> practical applications. Have you tried Netflix? No, I don't know. That was dumb. You made a better joke and then I ruined it. Okay, practical application. Yes. What are our takeaways? So we've, we've kind of covered a lot of stuff. Um, we've we've kind of danced around the idea of well, what is a healthy church? What does a healthy Jesus community look like? Um, but yeah, let's, let's answer that question concrete for the person who is like in the middle of the church shopping process or church hopping or church hopping. What, what does a healthy church look like? Uh, Bible-based teaching, mm-hmm. which it, we're going to have a whole nother episode on that. Yeah. I, I think our next episode is going to be about the preacher or the pastor, however you want to call them. Um, but yeah, we're going to get, we're going to dive deep into that, which please, if you haven't heard that yet. Uh, the reason why we haven't talked about it yet is because we are going to have a more in-depth conversation about that because if not, we would still be talking about it. <laughs> this would be a two-hour-long episode. Yep. So, number one, make sure the church is Bible-based. Yeah, and I, I think maybe we didn't even zoom into Bible-based teaching because that is another episode, but Bible-based. Like, I mean, we went to Scripture mm. and we said, here is what the church should look like. Yeah. If you have any doubts about if your church looks like what a church should look like, I would consult the scripture on which the first church was founded. No, that's great. Let Acts, let Hebrews be kind of a litmus test for the church. Like, do I see these things? Is this the type of community that I'm walking into? Yeah, so I shouldn't have said Bible-based teaching as my first practical application. We should have just stopped at Bible-based. No, that's good. And your church, your people, your preaching pastor, like it should all look like what the Bible said it should look like. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, I think one of the other ones that we hit on that's really important is you are allowed to ask questions. I mentioned at the top of the episode that a lot of times I have high schoolers come to me when they're about to go to college and like, how do I find a good church? Um, Usually the first thing that I would tell them is go to a church that allows you to ask questions. And the reason why I say that is because for a high schooler going into college, you are going into a world that is going to challenge everything you believe in. Right. So you I believe that that's a time and a period of your life, if not maybe a little bit earlier when you really start wrestling with your faith and you really start dealing with doubts, um, usually the students that ask me this question are the ones who have been around church for a really long time and grown up around church. And it's not until you leave home that like everything that you thought was normal and real and all this stuff gets challenged for the first time. So if you're getting bombarded with questions and you feel like there are questions rising up in your soul and you don't have a healthy place to ask those questions without being reprimanded, man, you're going to struggle. So, you know, um, Again, there was kind of a phrase I used earlier that was like, oh, this is the way we've always done it. Like, I I don't want to go to a church that does it the way that we've always done it, right? I want to go to a church that's, um, like I said, obviously Bible-based and is, is has a firm foundation in which they stand. However, uh, have a church that's being able to, to address things of like, hey, why don't we talk about this topic more? Or, um, and again, not in an aggressive way, but like in a genuine, I'm asking, right? Um, or, Hey, I'm having doubts about my faith. What do I do with that? Like if you tell somebody that and you're met more with judgment than you are with love and with concern and with someone who's willing to disciple you through those things, then I would argue that that's not a a church you want to be a part of. Our last practical application is that you, you know, this is a healthy church if you're being fed, but there are also spaces for you to serve and Mm -hmm. contribute to your church. Yeah. 
yeah, I think that's so huge. Um, I think there are certain churches who have a quote unquote, like level of X. I said, quote unquote, you can't just say that. I have never heard anybody actually say that, but like I've experienced churches and seen churches who are like, Oh, well, we just have such a high level of excellence that like, you can't be on our worship team unless you're like this, or you can't, um, share the gospel like you can't be a small group leader unless you fit this criteria or you can't you know what i mean like don't get me wrong there should be standards i firmly believe that um however if you go to a church and every time you try to to serve like it feels like it's being really protected by the staff and they're like oh no this is this is our baby and we don't want to let you touch it or else you're going to mess it up that's that's no man that's, i have such a hard time imagining that in my head i was the one saying you can't serve here i feel like I our church is like please come serve I don't, if you need to serve i don't think it sounds serve. like that i don't think it sounds like oh you're not good enough to serve i think it's more of like oh well let's train you up and the next thing you know you're like the next year or two you're being trained up into like fit their image of what the ideal volunteer would be as opposed to just like oh you're ready and willing Let's get you in the game, and then we will walk alongside you through that, right? Yeah, so so this is it, right? Like uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verses starting at verse 11, um, it says that God gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers. This was their purpose, not to build their own glory like you alluded to earlier, not to build up first baptist of the toe <laughs> that has got to be a t-shirt uh first baptist of the big toe first baptist of the big toe uh but he gave all of these people to equip the saints for the work of the ministry for building up the body of christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by human cunning by craftiness and deceitful schemes uh Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint uh, with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So he's saying here, even in like the offices that God has appointed, the pastors, the evangelists, the prophets, the teachers, all this stuff, their purpose is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. So I'm going to give you what you need so you can go out and be the church. That should be the purpose. And and so, again, that's that's just kind of one of those litmus test things that you compare uh, the community that you are going to or you're considering being a part of to Scripture and then see where it's going to go. So we we hit a lot of ground there. But what were what were our three? Our three <laughs> signs of a healthy church uh, is Bible based. You're allowed to ask questions. You are being fed, but there are also spaces for you to contribute and serve. That's right. You're being fed, but you're not getting obese. You're, you're not just... You're being fed and you get to feed. Yes, that's right. You're being poured into so that you can pour out. That's great. We back. We're back. So much fun. This is so much that fun. That was great. Okay, so this is part one of this three-part series. Uh, you're going to get an episode each week in October. Uh, last week is going to be the 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 mega episode that includes all of this and maybe even some bonus content and all that other stuff. So here we go. You can check us out, uh, on, um, we forgot all of our handles. Cause no, it's yeah. So Cause it's been that long. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at true discipleship podcast. We are on Facebook at the same thing. You can email us at true discipleship 2021 at gmail.com. We have a phone number. <laughs>
Yeah, we have a phone number, but I don't remember what it is. And if you've sent anything to that phone number, I'm sorry. Because we haven't seen it. We have one person who sends stuff to that phone number. And every time we see him, he's like, did you get my text? Oh, nah. <laughs> nah. He also has my actual phone number. So <laughs> hit me up. Um, yeah. So. And now we're going to be on YouTube. And now we are potentially going to be on YouTube. <laughs> potentially. So, I need to go make sure that that handle is not taken. If you are watching this on YouTube, then we are on YouTube. <laughs> if not, then we're still on Spotify. We're still on Apple Podcasts. We're still on, what was it, Amazon Music. You can find us. Google, they have a thing. Google Podcasts, I think is what oh, it's called. Yeah. Okay. So we just send it to everybody. And then, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been First Baptist of the Big Toe. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Aaron. And I'm Morgan. We'll see you next week.